Black and white, blue suede shoes. I'm Uncle Sam. How do you do? It's post-election time here at the Infused Show, days after the residents of Pennsylvania sent Dr. Oz back on down the yellow brick road. We're here in Studio 211 after the Big Five were in play. Happy post-election day, Mike. Happy post-election day, Francesca. You relieved that you're not getting the text messages, the emails, and the commercials? Oh, yeah. It's been... (laughs) It's been a lot of deleting and blocking and ignoring. So it'll be nice to have that energy back. Now we can start seeing how this really takes shape and plays out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and thank God. I mean, we just went through a World Series where we were interrupted with political ads every oh. other. Oh, it was terrible, terrible. But what we're talking about today on this microdose episode of Infused is five states were in play to enter the recreational market on Election Day. Only two actually made it to the dank dance floor that is the cannabis space. So, you know, cannabis going up to 2022, guys, it was a there was some momentum, right? For if sure. you saw a ballot initiative, you're like, well, they're going, they're going, they're going. Yeah, it was almost a done deal. Right. So I think what we're going to talk about first, it seems like cannabis hit a bit of a brick wall this time. So out of the five states in play, two went. So are you surprised by this at all, Mike? Yes and no, because like, like you guys just said, like we expect that things are going to pass and we expect that people are going to get behind it. But as we see in our own state and as we see in other states sometimes they're set up to fail and I feel like going on the ballot is essentially lip service that's never intended to actually come through and come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I, I look at it that way my, myself. So let's get right to it. Let's get right to the results and, and let's, let's take a look at the losses first. So we had uh, on the ballot in the state of Arkansas issue number four, Arkansas says L no, no Francesca. What, what was your reaction to the Arkansas ballot initiative? It's no surprise. I think um, Bible Belt is going to be one of the tougher things to crack in terms of cannabis, in terms of stigma, in terms of understanding it as not the devil's lettuce. And I also <laughs> think that the the way it was set up was not, it, it wasn't an initiative that I would want to pass. Why is that? Because there was no provision for expunging criminal records and there was nothing about home grow. So... Mm-hmm. We have to be happy sometimes about these losses and see them as wins because ultimately we're looking at cannabis to be legalized the right way, not just to be legalized. That's a great point. So is it, again, like Mike's point, kind of like lip service to the cannabis community? When, when you don't see, when you see a ballot initiative, Mike, and it doesn't include provisions for home grow, do you, do you take it seriously? No, it can't (laughs) be taken seriously. But I do wonder if when they first crafted this, the provision, yeah, there it was before a lot of the newer things were coming on on online with what Biden said to, to put pressure on the governor. So yeah. it was almost in motion before it needed to be, mm-hmm. but it doesn't give them a, a hall pass to do a shitty job of creating the initiative to begin with. Yeah, yeah, you gotta wonder like is. Was the intention to fail, to, to almost prove that cannabis wasn't welcome? And like, oh, oh, we tried, we tried. It's like, did you try? Because I don't think you actually did. Yeah, yeah, well, well <laughs> let's keep running through these guys. Sorry, that Arkansas. Did, that didn't make Beat it. it. Arkansas, we already, <laughs> <Beat> it. yeah, <laughs> get out of here. Uh, now for the, you know, I said the three states didn't go for the focus for the next two. To quote Monica Geller from Friends, nobody cares about the Dakotas. So <laughs> let's start with the Southern Dakota first. First, Mike Patterson, Measure 27, South Dakota says no. Well, this is the second time it's failed, too, in the the last couple of years. So it's just not, again, I think it's just not 
going to be a, a measure that gets enough momentum. There's not enough proven followers of it. So I think they're go, they're going after a lot of undecided people that really haven't said one way or the other. And you can't count on that group to show up in mass and be supportive of it once you get behind the curtain. That, that's such a poor assumption too, Francesco, to just think, um, to not take into account any of the education and advocacy that needs to play to take place to to really bring about real change. Just to think that an undecided voter is going to show up and go, you know what, it's Tuesday. Why not legal weed? <laughs> yeah, it's not really how that goes. There's yeah. a lot of effort and a lot of work that goes into changing the hearts and minds of everyone from legislators to consumers about cannabis. And I think I I have a suspicion that in states like the Dakotas, which I've never visited, so I may be wrong about this, where there's more space and fewer people, it's harder to get that groundswell to get momentum to affect effectively change the way things are going. If, if everyone's kind of spread out and okay, then, you know, where, where's the urgency to change? Right. No Does that make sense? Sorry, to, I mean, maybe, hey, if you're from the Dakotas and I'm wrong, please tell me. Yeah, write to us. <laughs> yeah. I just got to get the, the email address correct. Frank, no. Um, <laughs> just keep rolling here, going, going right through our Dakotas. All right, so in North Dakota, the neighbors to the north, uh, Measure 2 also failed. Yeah. North Dakota says no to Measure 2. Who wants to go first here? I mean, I think, I think it's really interesting. 55% of their voters said no. That's, yeah. that's significant. And it kind of brings into a bigger conversation of does legal weed, you know, this is part of the state-by-state state kind of, you know, adoption of it is that some states get to say we're no or not yet or not for us. And that, that is a clear majority. This isn't a 51, 49% kind of thing. It's not a huge majority, but it's a clear majority of people that don't want it. And if people who do want it don't show up, they're effectively saying they don't want it. Yeah, they're effectively saying they, they don't want it. And I guess you look at what was left on the table. Mike, did they, what did they really miss out on that was in this bill? Well, I think that's part of the real issue when I look at it is there really was only a handful of licenses at stake anyway. So mm -hmm. you're looking at, what, 18 retail and seven or eight cultivation licenses. Yeah. So I don't really think it was going to have that much of an economic impact on the state in terms of taxation because uh, – they're just not going to have much of an infrastructure for it. So a lot of people really don't want it. And even if they did get it, it I'm not sure it was going to be all that successful to where it would really turn the tide and turn that into a strong state. So I'm not sure they're really missing out. Like either of those two Dakota brothers, like <laughs> I, it's, they're really not missing out on anything. And so it, to me, I think what this leads to is a continuation of black market and continuation of people that are within those states and going to border states where it is legal to, to get whatever product or medical services they need. Yeah, but if I could name a state that bordered one of the Dakotas that was legal, I bet that they are doing, they're pretty happy because they right. can still get those consumers from out of state. What I liked about both your answers uh, to, to the North Dakota situation too is, is it, it kind of to sum both of your points up, wasn't really a priority. It it's really just wasn't. what it does, it seems like to me. It just wasn't a priority for North Dakota. It was almost like, yeah, hey, everybody's putting on their ballots. We should stick it on there too yeah. and just see how it goes. Yeah. Right. Going, going back to the point of paying lip service to the cannabis community. Well, that's enough with that. Enough with the negativity. What a bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 
<laughs> All right. No, let's welcome aboard uh, the 20th and 21st rec legal states to the union. Let's start with the 21st state because during election night, this was interesting. MJ Biz brought this up. CNBC brought this up. The one thing they were looking at in Missouri that they were saying is too close to call was this initiative. But <laughs> Amendment 3, the show me state of Missouri says, show me the weed. They, did. they are in. Uh, first response to, to Missouri going in and, and what, what, what kind of program they have in place. What a shock. I mean, really, I maybe I've never been to Missouri. God, I really haven't been to any of these fucking states. Have you ever seen Ozark? I have. So you've been to Missouri. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, special shout out to the birds for all the hard work they did to get this thing passed. (laughs) Yeah. Marty and Wendy, well done. Underhanded deals, (laughs) voting rigging. Um, No, I think it's it's really interesting because not only did Missouri do it, it's actually quite the opposite of what we were just talking about with the losers that didn't do it. Is that they did it very right. I mean, they they detailed out how to do it. They're allowing more. Possession, like uh, bigger three weights, ounces. like three ounces. Three ounces, that's, that's a lot. That's significant. A lot yeah. of people are one ounce, an ounce and a half. So um, that's that's awesome. And they included cannabis consumption lounges in their in their legislation. So it's like they actually did take what other states had had done wrong or left out or left neglected, out, yeah. and and incorporated that. And I think you know, Mike and I were just at in New York um, last week doing. Uh, an event there, the Business of Cannabis New York, and they were saying, one of the questions that was put up to a panel was, are new states actually learning from the other states that did this? Oh, really? Or are we just repeating the, same, the past mistakes? And there was a pretty healthy debate about that, but Missouri is coming out strong with, oh no, we learned and we're doing it better. Yeah, I, I, th- I saw something here, Mike, that Amendment 3 looks very forward-thinking to me, does it not? It really does, and I think one of the other aspects of it that caught my eye was they kept the tax rate reasonable at 6%, Mm -hmm. and then the use of that tax is almost like a closed-loop system to better the cannabis community in terms of those impacted by cannabis. So that money goes back to veterans groups, goes to education, goes to healthcare, expungement, substance abuse programs, funding for public defenders. I mean, they covered all the bases. Yeah, so (laughs) I I love that they took the proceeds and reinvested it back in the community to make the overall community stronger as opposed to taking it and putting it into highways or, you know, something that has nothing to really do with anybody. So I commend them how they they not only designed a strong program, but then they pulled it off. They really Mm -hmm. did. They really did. And they're going to have a significant number of licenses, you know. So I think it's 144 retail licenses yes. is uh, what it says here. And that's <laughs> in addition to the, the medical cannabis businesses that, that they already have. And they're doing it by lottery, which is so interesting to me because <laughs> it's, it's how Arizona did it, which is so crazy. It's like it doesn't matter what business acumen you have it doesn't matter what experience you have your number is drawn you get a license now you get to decide are you going to use that license or are you going to sell that license yeah. it's and arizona's uh cannabis business is their industry is strong so i agree with that i'll be interested to see <laughs> whenever how this i hear out. a business lottery i think the fix is in Ooh, no I give us more you, mike give us more seriously you think about that like hey look here's the number i the name i drew out of the hat oh it's my buddy like it happens all the time yeah 
And yeah. so especially I those love things done the behind optimism I and I hope you're yeah. right. I'm telling you from my position, I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm never getting a license. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not in Missouri. Especially when those things are done behind closed doors. Yeah, you tend yeah. to raise the eyebrows. It's like the NHL lottery. lottery. Like, who's got the first pick? The oh the penguins. Yeah, yeah, it was the Penguins. <laughs> and then the next year, oh, it was the Penguins again. And then it was the Penguins again. And then the Stanley Cups. Um, I'm Go sorry. Flyers. I'm gonna, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, that's what, but I hope you're right. But to me, it smacks of, like, potential for impropriety. Of course, of course. I don't think there is um, <laughs> a launching that doesn't leave <laughs> that kind of room well, for shady backdoor deals can i get you you both uh really quickly to, to talk about this we we've said it with uh the states that that opted out but as far as this one opting in there's a tremendous amount of optimism uh for the revenue that this is going to generate and it that, that has to do with the states that border missouri this looked mm. like they knew exactly what they were doing oh tennessee kentucky touches i mean there are a lot of a lot of states that are not going to be um, legalizing anytime soon or not legalizing in the right way or maybe legalizing with more taxes or who knows how they're going to do it, they can get all of that traffic in. That's It's a sweet spot that Missouri yeah. has. Uh, yeah, but just for those of you down there, remember crossing state lines might be a problem and Boss Hog is out in effect down there pulling people he over. Is. And That's a really good point. We're so. not encouraging yeah. the yeah. illegal uh, trafficking of drugs <laughs> across the state lines. Okay. However, if you happen to buy in Missouri and consume in Missouri, you're legally allowed to do that. Correct. Yeah. Roscoe P. Coltrane <laughs> won't be following right. you home at that particular time. So look, Missouri... Cheers to you. Cheers to our friend Muhammad, former uh, infused guest, uh, uh, owner, operator, creator, inventor of the GoPack station. Muhammad, cheers, my man. We're happy for your state. Uh, now, we, we are our final analysis, and we're talking about, we were just talking about border states, right? Hmm. <laughs> we got one. A state that borders us here in Delahue, Delaware, Delaware. Had to answer question four on their ballot. And what did they answer? Maryland said yes. 65% said yes. 65%, Mike. Were you surprised by that? That's a pretty big number. That's an overwhelming yes. And I actually looked at the detail by county by county. Did you really? And I think there was only one county that wasn't 50, that was, wasn't greater than 50-50. So it was, it was a landslide across the state. Wow. So it wasn't like it was just Baltimore City yeah. drove it. It was everywhere. I wonder if that has to do with their successful medical market and being a such lot. a mature medical market that they can see that cannabis isn't this scary thing and um, that, you know, every event I've been to in Maryland for their medical market has been fantastically run, fantastically organized, professional, educational, Great and product. excellent. Yeah, really, really excellent stuff that they're doing on the medical side. How they're implementing adult use, <laughs> we will have to wait and see since yeah. they did the opposite of Missouri <laughs> and didn't include much of any details about how they're going to go adult use legal. legal. Yeah. Well, we know, you know, we know they, they did set the date, uh, you know, July 1st in 2023. You can, yeah. you can possess. We'll see. But there's a lot that's up in the air. You can possess. You can have, what is it, two plants it's, or something? It's two plants two and one plants. and a half ounces. So they went light on the possession. That is super honestly. light. They went light. Two. That's really light for home grow, too. Frank's got it's more than that like in his six. pocket right now. <laughs> Frank, Frank always has more than that in his pocket. And it, yeah. And, and well, and look, as far as this one uh, rolling out, what, what do they need to improve on? What are the, what are the things that, that, that are going to need to, t uh, excuse me, going to need to be addressed that just weren't addressed? 
Taxation is one. Yeah. They don't have that figured out. They didn't uh, talk about the additional licensing because a lot of this, uh, obviously you do this, you don't want to hurt the supply to your medical patients that depend on this on a day-to-day basis. We saw that in New Jersey so, yeah, and how so it had to keep being delayed. They need to license some additional facilities both on the retail side and on the, on the producer side to account for the increased demand so that they don't hurt their existing medical business. And so that does take some um, doing to figure that out, but I don't understand how it wasn't figured out bef- before it got on the bill. Right. So what happens if they come up with something that's completely asinine and now people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa I voted for that. Now this doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. And it mm-hmm. looks vastly different. Now it looks like a monopoly and not a, not a free market. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of things like that that have me a little concerned, uh, both in terms of how it could be structured and also how long it will take to actually implement. Yeah. It doesn't look like this is all going to be ready to rock on. I'm not going to be able to roll across the border in three miles from here and, and buy cookies on July 1st, I don't think. No. Yeah, I, I, I very much doubt that. Damn it. Although to your, uh, to your end about, you know, my optimism and maybe my naivete about the lottery, I think the same can be applied to how the rollout is going to go in the licensing of Maryland. Maybe, I'm, in, I'm not privy to this, this is all just conjecture, there are some understandings already with people mm-hmm. in the know of that. how this is going to go down. And so it's like we have a maybe handshake deal or, or we have an understanding <laughs> with the heavy air quotes. And so we're all <laughs> going to be taken care of or whatever it is. And so that's maybe how that got that overwhelming majority and without the details in there. Otherwise, I, I agree. There's so many questions like are, are the medical um, you know dispensaries able to just start selling with adult use, like July 1st, like that. It doesn't sound like it, not the way it's written right now. So who gets the new licenses? Who gets the new licenses? That's a big source of contention. Huge. A big source of detail that's needed that can be a controversial subject. Major. So, yeah. Yeah, people are always really quick to press the button and go. But, you know, as Jersey saw, too, we ran into problems with supply as far as getting patients their stuff first. Uh, and that and that made the rollout a little, it, it wasn't... Bumpy. A, yeah, a little bumpy. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is um, uh, question four, it, it was impressive for what it's trying to do as far as equity is, is concerned as well in the state of Maryland, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Because I think there was... Um, it's it, there was something about like having the business assistance for fund for small businesses yeah. for women owned and minority businesses that are entering the cannabis space. So this business fund is really interesting because that's something that can support maybe people that are more disenfranchised, people that were affected by the prohibition more heavily. And I know Maryland's medical market was very big on that and like really took care of you know their their prohibition. Um, you know, victims and in terms of employment and mm-hmm. access and stuff like that. So I, I say all of that with the utmost hope that Maryland continues to do the right thing the way they have in their medical market. And then they carry that over into their adult use market because they're set up to, they're set up to be successful. And boy, would I love that. Then we can just pop over to Jersey, Delaware, <laughs> I mean, from Delaware, we can go to Jersey, we can go to Maryland and we have adult use in both of those states. Yeah. I can't wait. Me it, neither. Well, that, let me, let me kind of round this one out if I can then. Um, who who was this kind of a shot across the bow to? Because I, I have a lot of faith Maryland will get it right. Because one thing I think is erroneous about people assuming, oh, it's a new market. Pe- they're not going to know what they're doing. There are major players already in place oh, in yeah. the state of Maryland. Oh, yeah. There are major growers. There are major cannabis business people at play who are going to get this thing going as quickly as they can. 
who should be concerned right now? Who who missed out and who, you know, shots fired, uh, as they say? You start. I say it's D.C. I mean, D.C. <laughs> is like You don't like Maryland's. their program? D.C. is so weird. They have this whole gifting program where you can buy a T-shirt and Gift then get purchase. your weed. Yeah, so. yeah, no, if you're standing on the lawn and a bird flaps its wings when it's sunny, I think you're allowed to get <laughs> cannabis. Pre-roll. That's a pre-roll. Oh, a pre-roll. Yeah, well, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, right, exactly. So, um, you know, poor D.C., not really a state, <laughs> not really in cannabis, kind of both. <laughs> and also neither. So I think it'll be interesting because now everybody in D.C. has very easy opportunity to potentially go into Maryland and just do it easily, yeah. you know. I think, I mean, I'd like to say Delaware, but it's, we're, we're beating a dead horse with that one. I think the bigger state that I think is probably feeling a little pain is Virginia. Oh. I think there's they're a little bit of a cluster down there. They and are. Maryland going wreck is going to certainly put some pressure on, on Virginia, I think. Yeah. Two sta- two places Lovers, to watch. Not smokers. <laughs> not for dabbers. Yeah. Uh, Del- yeah, it would be nice if Delaware felt the repercussions, but, um, you know, President Biden has said what he said, and Governor Carney said what he said, and, and I don't think anybody is going to be moving off their, you yeah. know, their ivory tower. I got some eyes on a Keystone State. I, th- I think yep. things might, might happen. Yeah, up in PA. With, some, with a couple Democrats um, in, in place now. That's, yeah. you know, that's some really good news for cannabis because they're definitely pro-cannabis. And, and PA needs it because even their medical program is a little odd. It's yeah. like no edibles, but you can have capsules. And it's just a very weird. Um, my brother-in-law Clinical. and sister yeah. live there and, yeah, often visit the dispensary and ask what I want. And I'm like, well, not much from there. Maybe, <laughs> some, maybe some stuff, but yeah. yeah. Hershey's. Hershey's kisses or something. That, now and again, there's major players in place in that state already ready to go. So we'll, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. It was an interesting election it was. Uh, for cannabis. And, uh, you know, any votes are still being counted technically for um, some states. So it's progress, too. It's it steps is progress. in the right direction. Nobody counted on the Dakota brothers. Yeah. Nobody, we knew that that wasn't going to pass. Maryland passed, Missouri passed. Those were the two that, in my mind, were the real key players to help progress the thinking and progress. The programs, especially led by Missouri, um, for other states down the road. That's a good point. That cannabis legalization should be about um, progress and and being progressive. So that if your if your cannabis legalization measures do not move things forward in, in an enlightened way, then just don't do it because they'll yeah, fail. That's a great point. I like it. I really like the way you guys rounded this out and and. Uh you know, signed off for me. I, this was a good one. This was a nice little, uh, <laughs> nice little, uh, you know, review of the election. And like Mike said, there, there's progress. So, you know, anytime we have a victory in this community, we got to be, we got to celebrate that. So this was we cool. definitely do. It's one, it's two states closer to uh, either descheduling federal legalization, something different than what we've been living with. Yep. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much. Thank you, Nick. This was fun. wonderful. This microdose was very, very fun. It's very informative. And it was brought to you by the South Dakota Bureau of Travel. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to get any listeners from South Dakota, Frank. Oh, man. Listen, guys, thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to see you next time on the Infuse Show from Delahue, Delawat, Delaware. Bye bye. See Bye-bye. ya. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. 
Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.